0: You think your wife can hear you? No. Why oh, bother?
1: Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to die.
2: Maybe not. Challenge him to single combat. We're to lose. It's a way out. You armed? If you win, we'll have your freedom.
1: Amen. John Wick, Chapter 4. Oh.
2: 24th bonus episode there's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a womp brad. but it's all been done before we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it, it, it's a trap gonna to it good it. do we love it oh, hey let's face it hey, Brace it, left, embrace it, up and wear party subculture spill over like a vulture carry over culture pushed over pop culture leftovers. uncool kids, what's this has already been said? Left over sure. The only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Hey,
3: welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm Brian. I'm Joe, and and we're We're The the Leftovers, and yeah, uh, it's a bonus episode, no new episode, no new regular episode this week, we're just going to be covering John Wick 4, so unless you want to be spoiled on John Wick 4, get the fuck out now, because we're going to be talking about this movie, and uh, breaking it down, I am very excited to to talk about this one, we've got a round table of guests this episode, God, I'm going to have to look at all these names, because I might forget who's on the on the call we've got uh uh Kevin Shanks from uh what's it dose makes the poison yep that's correct man Thanks for having me yeah welcome back Kevin uh, we've also got uh Billy from the reality guys on YouTube welcome Billy excited to be here a long time to no see uh Joe stark is here duh. uh steven Redgrave from dissecting this fiction podcast he's podcasting from his closet this week everyone
0: Eventually, I will have to come out of this closet. But until then, I'm here.
3: Oh, oh I see what you did there, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we've got from the Real Zodiac podcast, and that's two Real with two We've got Quentin Roberts. Welcome, Quentin.
1: Hey, thank you guys so much for wanting me to talk about John Wick.
3: Dude, uh, you're like a last second edition, but uh, I'm happy to have you. Things kind of fell out for you tonight, and so we're graced with your presence. So thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> of course. Uh, Yeah, let's just seriously, let's dive into John Wick 4. This is the fourth installment in the John Wick franchise. And uh, with the price on his head, ever increasing legendary hitman John Wick takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Japan to Berlin. And my God uh let's go we've got a rating system we're going to be rating this bad boy and talking
2: about it the rating system is simple if the leftovers don't like something they toss it if they do like something they suggest you taste it and if it's brilliant it gets a tupperware rating if all the leftovers love it then it gets the pinnacle of success a tupperware party I'm rating it right out
3: of the gate and this is like if there was a if there was a rating higher than Tupperware, I would give it to John Wick Chapter 4 this is without a doubt in my opinion uh it's not my favorite movie of all time but I think that this is the best action movie ever made I have never seen anything quite like this as an adult I don't think since I've been in the theater and watched terminator 2 when i was 13 have i walked out of a movie theater and like theater and felt like this like Hell this yeah, dude. this movie i i had to i was going to go see it again today i've seen it twice i wanted to go see it again and i was looking at the times for it today and i was like oh i can catch it at this time the movie's over i was thinking to myself because i had never looked at the movie runtime i said oh the movie's only two hours i can go see it again And then I looked at the runtime, two hours and 49 minutes. I had no fucking idea that John Wick was 10 minutes shy of three hours because it doesn't feel like it. The movie moves so quickly. It moves so fast. And it is... And people, I'm getting sick of seeing this online. Can I see John Wick chapter four without seeing the previous movies? Oh my... It's a complete story. Like, I... This is like my most beloved quadrilogy of all time now. This is, there is not a bad movie in the bunch. This movie is incredible. All of the action scenes are worth the price of admission. It has amazing actors throughout the entire movie, some new to the franchise. I'm talking about Donnie Yen, who I'm a huge fan of Donnie Yen, and he gets to play another blind guy. I loved him as at Imwe in Star Wars Rogue One. Here he is playing Kane in this movie, and he is incredible. And then I've been a big fan over the last few years of Scott Atkins. And my God, I guarantee you there's some people walking out of the theater that watched his performance and didn't even realize that, that was Scott Atkins that's how good he was in this movie and I felt like he was putting in an audition tape for James Gunn to be the next penguin he was incredible this movie I'm telling I've never seen a better action movie in my entire life from beginning to end and that, zero hyperbole there like I'm not just saying this this is this is This is a perfect fucking movie from beginning to finish. And it is an absolute tupperware. I can't wait to talk about it and gush over this movie more. But um, I'm going to pass it on to Joe. What did you think?
4: Dude, I'm on that exact same wavelength as you. Like this movie fucking blew me away. Like I've loved every John Wick movie up to this point. I I went in the same as you. I didn't know it was going to be nearly three hours. I thought it was going to be a two hour movie and didn't realize it was even three hours until I got out of the thing. And then looked at what time it was and did the math in my head and was like, holy shit. But, I mean, this movie just trucks. And I think it's because it is just action, action, action. And, like, each major act of this movie has got, like, a major action set piece in it. And it doesn't – I mean, I'm not talking about just, like, a little bit of action. It is, like, ongoing action. And this is really testament to what happens when you take stunt guys – or you take a stunt guy and, like, put him behind the camera. And, like, hey, go to – go." go have fun. <laughs> and the fact that the writing is also so strong on this movie and all these sequels tie together so well that it does, it tells a complete story over these four films. And this is one where I, I, mean, if they don't end up making a fifth one, then, then okay, because this one did end perfectly, but also it ended so well and they're on such a good run. I would like to see more of it, but, I mean, they just keep upping the ante and all these. They have the best action actors come in to play villains in these movies and they sell it so well. And I, I knew Scott Atkins was going to be playing that role going in. And dude, he even in that big huge bodysuit they had him in, you could still see that he had fucking moves and was going for it and like totally disappeared into that role. I was really amazed. I didn't know that that he was that strong of an actor to be able to pull that off and there was like just the right level of of kind of you know hamming it up but but it was in that the vein of that character that he was playing to that over the topness that he was able to bring to it but then as soon as it got down to the fighting man you really bought that character and jo- just Donnie Yen from beginning to end in this was so amazing he's one of my favorite martial artists i love seeing what he can do on the film on on the screen and he absolutely brought it in this, and they gave him a character with a ton of heart that was also a conflicted character, um, got some tragic stuff going on with his life and his circumstances of what he's doing. I love this new character that they brought in of this tracker, and it's, uh, it's, another, it's another assassin in this world that's highly skilled and works with a dog, and I thought that was a really cool parallel with our titular character. Um, everything with Ian McShane in this, the way that... Because the th- the way that shit went down at the end of three and then they bring his character back in and really redeem it in a way I thought was fantastic. Um, they were able to just wrap up every character in this. I mean, all the way up through that that um, post-credit scene at the end, they really wrap everything up really well, but still leave it open enough to where you feel like there is a thread to be able to continue this on. Um, but this is without a doubt my favorite action movie, the the martial arts choreography and the gun work in it. And and also, like, the actual guns that they brought into play with this, and we got to see dragon breath rounds from a shotgun, the way they shot that entire scene top down, oh, my God, just chef's kiss. It was fucking immaculate. It was perfect. Um, I think it's going to be a little while before we can see another action movie that tops this one, just because everything is there. The camera work in it is fucking great. The acting is superb. The writing is really good. And, man, these people – Really know how to do action because it was fucking exciting, man. Who, who'd have thought that a three-hour movie? That's like no, it's a three-hour action movie, and it totally fucking works. It doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. So, highest of Tupperwares for me. I fucking love these four movies, and this newest one is my favorite. Yeah, I don't know
3: if anything is going to top this movie for me this year. I, I, I we're <laughs> we're in March, and I don't think that there's anything that anybody is going to be able to put out. This year, that's going to top this movie. I, Marvel, step aside. I mean, I think Top Gun Maverick proved last year that we don't need all Marvel movies to top the box office to be the the reigning champion. And I think John Wick Four is proof that I think that audiences are ready for for something different, or you know what I mean. We're just ready for like the. Honestly, I don't. I don't even think Mission Impossible. I'm looking forward to Mission the new Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. I don't know if it's going to be able to touch this, man. Like, I'm excited for those stunt action pieces in that movie, but I don't think it's going to have me on the edge of my seat with, like, my pulse and my blood just pumping the way it was this entire movie. John Wick doing donuts around a bunch of dudes as he's popping uh, off shots. That was incredible
4: just drifting around them and then like the game of ultimate frogger that followed i mean it was so fucking cool oh my god
3: every time that nobody would say nuts and that dog yes. would come out oh my <laughs> yes. god i'm oh, just i loved that dog so much oh i love the dog too oh my god it's, 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 it's... I cannot gush enough about this movie. First person to give it a high taste that you're going to get. I'm going to bite your nuts like that fucking dog did. I swear. I'm coming for you. I am coming for you. So I'm ready for that first. high taste it. You just wait. Uh, Kevin Shanks, man. Talk to me.
5: Uh, you better get a towel because you're going to be coming. Um. Uh. Prior to this movie. Um, I consider John the John Wick series uh, to be the best action trilogy gun movie series in existence ever. And after watching the first movie completely confirmed, I absolutely love this movie. Um, Complete and utter Tupperware. I, uh, this is perfection in an action film for me, complete and utter perfection. And I came out of the movie immediately wanting to see it again. So, I mean, as you said, if there was a rating above Tupperware, this would get it. And I, I echo everyone's sentiments. I echo your sentiments and Joe's sentiments already. Um, this movie does everything well. Choreography, camera work, sound, music, everything in this movie, to me, it, it is, in my opinion, is perfect. It's this this is the pinnacle of action gun fu movies out there. I don't know how anything's gonna top this. Um already brought up the runtime. Some people will quibble with the runtime. Mm. Hey, we don't need an action movie that's two hours and forty-nine minutes. Uh, yes, we do need an action movie that's two hours and forty nine fucking minutes. Uh this did show it. Uh, uh, the new editions of the cast and Hiro Hiroki Donnie Yen, Scott Atkins, Rena Sayawama, I believe that was her name. Uh, Excellent additions to this cast. I mean, you cannot go wrong adding any of those people to the cast. Um, Awesome to see Lance Reddick and and his character's role in this movie as well and how they dealt with him. Um, And the only thing I'll say else is the way it was shot and then that car chase around the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Um, I'm I'm a fan of old school muscle cars and I'm not spoiling anything here because it was in the trailer but that Plymouth Cuda I mean that takes center stage in that scene and that scene is so wild so great and then once you get out of the car and that as well um, I I, I can just talk and talk and talk about how much I love this movie I honestly don't have anything negative to say um, and that is a rarity for me Um, I have nothing negative to say Uh, chad stahelski is a freaking genius director creative director um give him any action movie that he wants from now on Mm -hmm. anything he wants he should have carte blanche to do yeah there is nothing that he shouldn't have access to when it comes to action films in my opinion so complete and utter tupperware um I, i this is my favorite one of the series yes uh but it's, I think it's, it, it, it did top the first one for me. I still love the first one a lot. The, the, now is second. Um, but I, yeah, it's, everything about this is great. I am so happy to have seen this. And again, I made mention to my kid earlier, I was like, I kind of want to go see this again today. And I didn't have any time, but I'm going to go see it in the next couple of days again, because I got to see it again on the biggest screen possible.
3: Yeah, I've seen it twice. Both times in IMAX, and I don't think I could go and watch it in any other theater other than an IMAX screen. I just don't think, I don't think you're doing the movie justice. <laughs> I mean, no, I, definitely not. I don't think so, man. I would go as as far as my ranking. my My favorite is is four, followed by one, followed by three, then two. That's, that's how that's I would my, rank them.
4: That's my exact same. Stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm it's telling you, top like
4: that first one.
3: Well, you're splitting hairs between. One and three, because I think I think threes has some better action in it. I think one has better heart in it. So
4: agreed. Yeah, For I mean, me in, in three, I mean, dude, that's where he's fighting like and Ruin and like the I'm blanking on the other guy's name that were in the raid movies. Yeah. That are such incredible martial artists and just the whole scene where they're defending the Continental and they just keep going back into the armory where Winston's just hanging out and drinking and, you know, they walk back and we need an armor piercing rounds. And he's like, there they are. Go get
3: them. <laughs> like It's just so cool. Yeah. But like the, half the time, like the, the the soldiers that they're fighting have like the bulletproof like helmets and they've got the bulletproof suits on. And it's and half the time they're just shooting them to keep them at bay so that they can, you know.
4: Yeah, just to knock them down. Just
3: to knock them down, knock them back, keep them away from their weapons. And it's just nonstop. That movie was incredible. I think the action in three was just phenomenal. But this one tops them all. This one tops them all. It's got the heart, it's got the action, it's nonstop. It's like, and with, like, spoiler warning, we're going to be spoiling this movie. So from here on out, spoilers abound. But anyway, like, I feel like with this being the last movie, Chad Stahelski was like, we are going to have john wick doing things that no other human should be able to do and we're just gonna it's gonna be non-stop action from beginning to end <laughs> and he, he delivered man <laughs> yeah, oh my did. god oh my god billy what did you think
6: this movie fucking rules this movie was amazing i've seen it twice already i was again i was trying to go a third time today it's the same as everybody we just couldn't squeeze the three hours and this movie is like an odyssey it, it is just When I went back the second time, it's not not that I had forgotten about anything, but it's just so goddamn impressive how many cool things are in this movie. You forget about it. You're like, oh my God, this sequence, then this sequence, then that sequence. To me, the whole third act I, I was gushing the whole time because to me it was like a big love letter to one of my favorite movies ever, The Warriors. Right? It's like oh yeah, gotta get to this destination by this time, and you have the radio host and the different crews rolling in, and I'm just fist pumping the whole time. And I, I gotta say and I'm I'm curious how your guys experience was too. Both times that I went, one time at you know on premiere night, and then second time on another afternoon the crowd just exploding and talking and being excited. And it just felt like a communal movie going experience. And I could say a million things will go over this. This thing, it was just perfect to me. It is now my favorite action movie ever as well. I, I just can't wait to bring more people to it and tell anybody I can to go see it. It was like it was like a video game. I mean, you said, Brian, the the strategic shooting on body armor, the the over the top characters that even we've seen them in other movies in this series. But even this one just felt like another level up. And it's just so extraordinary. I agree. Give any of the stunt producers, the director, any of them, carte blanche, whatever they want to do. This movie fucking rules.
3: Every frame of this movie could be like hung like as a like as, as like a piece of art. Like I, Unreal. I loved the the Osaka Continental, like with the with the red lights and like the the Japanese cherry blossoms all over the place. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, the imagery was perfect. Yeah, Stephen, what do you think? <laughs> Stephen, you're on mute or something? Uh, I'm here.
0: I actually love this movie. I you know, I, I typically come in as a villain for these podcasts, but uh, I have to agree with all you guys. This movie was fantastic. I did not know it was almost three hours going into this movie, and so I feel I didn't notice that length kind of hitting near the end, but, man, was I still having a blast watching this movie. Uh, I felt like there was a little bit of pacing at points that I didn't really like. Uh, there were some characters I wish we kind of got a little bit more maybe – backstory on but overall i think they did a great job at conveying what these characters were here for and the relationships that they had uh, enough that you got the point of why they're tied to john wick and uh the action was just amazing so yeah tupperware for me
3: all right quentin
1: well i'm here to round it out i mean this is a tupperware Beyond all Tupperwares that I could possibly give like any movie that uh, I've rated or watched um, this year. This was awesome. I mean, everybody said their piece. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else that I can really say other than uh, I'm I'm watching this again tomorrow because it blew me away. And I am like probably the biggest newbie when it comes to this franchise. Um, I didn't see one, two, or three until this year. And so being able to kind of experience those and then going in to watch the fourth one, I felt like I was in the in crowd at the theater because everybody was clapping, gasping, everything in this movie. And it just, it's awesome seeing kind of just like the reactions that the general audience has towards John Wick and how much of a cultural icon he is. And seeing him in this movie like with nunchucks, everything about this movie was absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I I can't I can't give it a higher rating than a Tupperware.
3: Yeah, God, that nunchuck scene was fucking incredible. It was so epic. <laughs> it was so good, man. Dude,
4: previously the best nunchuck scene I'd I'd seen was uh the Bruce Lee movie Game of Death. Oh, yeah. Where he fights that guy. mm mm-hmm, And, you know, it's it goes on for a while for that movie. But, dude, for this one, I like I love it where he just beats the shit out of people and then he tosses them around his neck and goes back to shooting with his guns. Yeah. And then when they get close enough, he pulls them back off his neck and just starts whacking them with it. I mean, it was perfect. Oh
3: my God. Uh, the Kane character. Uh, I loved the, uh, the motion sensors with like the ding that would go off Yeah, the doorbell sound. Yeah. Yeah. That was was, was
5: awesome. That was a nice touch.
3: Yeah. I was, I was thinking like, Oh, is that going to be this guy's thing throughout the entire movie? He's going to be using these. And it's not like I was bitching. I was like, that's pretty cool. But it, we just literally get it for the one scene and it was enough, you know, it was, it was enough. I I didn't need to see any more of that. The rest of it was basically like him um you know trying to uh listen to his surroundings and fighting. It was it was incredible. Donnie Yen, I love the way how he would just he had like this he had like this confidence and cockiness as this blind guy. To where like I loved it when he would like when he threw the bombs and he said lights out and he had his arms out and he's looking all cool and shit. And then I (laughs) love he like with the sword, how he would just like quickly like stab downwards and like kill people and shit. And then I was dying. At the end, when the Marquis was like, you know, we have your daughter still. And he's like, fuck off. I was just dying. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Think of your daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck off. And then when he said oh, motherfucker great. earlier, I lost my shit. But oh, my
4: God. Um, I thought they played that character perfectly, too, because he wasn't. It, it wasn't like supernatural, like when you see Matt Murdock doing it. in yeah. like The Netflix Daredevil series, where even if somebody's down and on the ground, and trying to be quiet, like he can still hear their heartbeat and smell them. He knows exactly where they are. Whereas with with Donnie Yen's character, there was times where John Wick would just kind of hold still on the ground. And oh, when they when they were shooting at each other in that scene, and then he's like, "John, are you dead?" <laughs> and John Wick's just holding still on the ground. And then like, what does he like disturb a little bit of glass when he's reaching for a yes. gun or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just epic. It, it was they played it just just the perfect degree. Where it's, you know, like, no, I I believe that this guy has this disability and he's fighting through it, but they didn't push it so far to where he felt like a superhero.
3: The movie is so cool because it's like you've got those two fighting and then Mr. Nobody shows up, breaks up that fight. Then later you get the three again at the table with Killa played by Scott Atkins. And then at the end of the movie, all three show up again and to the point where it's like Mr. Nobody's watching and crying as I just I love the dynamic between those three characters. It was so good.
4: A very interesting character. It it reminds me of a really uh, old uh, Akira Kurosawa movie uh, called Yojimbo Mm. that um, eventually they did a, a remake with Bruce Willis. And and changed it. But the original is a black and white samurai movie where the samurai comes into town and he keeps playing these two rival gangs against each other, all in a, a an effort to make his going price higher. And that's the exact same thing that this tracker is doing, where he's like, oh, I'm going to help John Wick survive this just until that money gets up high enough. And then that's when I'm going to go for the kill, but not until the price is high enough. And I love it how he's got even tears of it written down in his book that he's been crossing off. <laughs>
3: What did you guys think about the scene where he meets the marquee face to face and they've got a deal and he puts slams his hand down on the board and stabs him and he tells him that, what does he say, like, you know, like somebody who's out for themselves will pull the knife out, but if you're for, you know, the table... You'll 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 pull your you'll pull your hand out. I was just like that scene. I I was looking <laughs> around the audience, dude. People
6: were like looking away <laughs> from the yeah. screen. Yeah, that
4: was that made me feel very squeamish. The more yeah, I, w- was, I awesome. was squirming, I was squirming.
6: I thought guard did a great job adding to the world. And this was the first time to me we felt like we had sort of like a a supervillain, right? Somebody who actually had some intelligence, some cunning. Now, obviously, I think a big trait was he didn't obviously did not want to fight himself and who would want to fight John Wick themselves. So he definitely wasn't dumb. I I just really liked it. I thought he was sinister. I just liked the over the top, everything he wore. Again, it was just crazy supervillain vibes that. Felt like a, a video game type of boss you would finally get to at the end of a huge odyssey like that.
3: He was very reminiscent of Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, especially at the end with the pistol duel, you know, stepping in at the, you know, last moment yeah, there. Yeah, claiming the
4: coup de grace. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, I want to hear from you, man. Talk to me, dude. Oh, man. I... The... I mean, the,
5: the scene that, I mean, keeps coming back to me, I mean, is the way that that um, crane shot one shot scene, how that was filmed. I everything else in this movie, I mean, had my attention, obviously, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. But when that shifted, that perspective shifted and now you're looking at everything from the top down. And it's just like one continuous crane shot from one room to the other as he's moving back and forth with those dragon breath um, the ammunition. And he's just shooting and everything's going crazy. And it's just slowly moving from room to room. I mean, to me, that was one of the truly like breathtaking scenes. I was holding my breath during those scenes and as he was moving from room to room as the crane was kind of moving slowly just as i mean watching the action and i i i just can't say enough about how this was shot um some of the perspectives some of the different shots i mean you'd already said um, i mean just how some of these scenes i mean pretty much all of the movie could be hanging on a wall somewhere um just some of these scenes the lighting and the perspective of some of these shots, but uh, it there's that scene. And then the ending staircase scene was just nonstop mayhem. I, I, I lost my breath there. And there is no, no, hyperbole, no joke. I mean, that is one where I literally like, I was almost hyperventilating, just kind of watching him go up the stairs and then get knocked down, go up the stairs and get knocked down. Um, I, I, this, man, this is just, I mean, a testament to the I mean, great action filmmaking. And I, I, I'm glad I'm around to see it. I mean, I'm, I was, I'm glad I'm here to, to watch this on the big screen. Yeah.
6: Yeah. The about like that scene is that while it's probably the craziest, coolest action scene you'll ever see, it's why these John Wick movies are so perfect is that the whole anchor of that scene is the end and John saves the dog, right? It's just – it goes on to say, like, how is this thing going like, to end? And it ends with just a perfect moment like Brian used the right word, heart, right? So it's just – it gives soul to something like, what's the whole point of this? It was that. And it's just – it's perfect. It's I'm glad you brought that scene up.
5: And then you even have the, the perfect, uh, uh, kind of comedic cap to
4: that as well with the dog.
3: Oh God. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my crowd cheered. (laughs) Oh yeah.
3: My crowd lost it, man. You know, it's one of those things where in a John Wick movie, they're not, you know, they don't shy away from, you know, hurting animals like, uh, In the third one, you know, the dog gets shot, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in this one, I was, I was shocked when the dog went flying into the windshield and then just got back up and started growling. I was like, yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough puppy.
3: (laughs) Very, oh my God. Yeah. That was, I think the, 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 the character edition of, Mr. Nobody was fantastic. And he would just pop up in different spots and wait for his moment. And then there was this heart change, you know, like he had this, this, it wasn't about money. It was about like, he saw who John Wick was in that moment. John Wick. Yeah. They call him the Baba Yaga. Like he's the fucking, he's the boogeyman. But on the flip side, like he saw the humanity in John Wick. And John Wick saved his dog. He loves that puppy. And uh, I mean, that that really, I mean, that, that, was, a, that was a powerful moment in the movie. I, I, I love the character. Do you feel like they're setting up, I mean, I know we're getting Ballerina, which is the spinoff with Ana de Armas, which they filmed that that movie takes place uh, before this movie. And so I've looked at the casting. Lance Reddick is in that movie, according to IMDb. Oh, sweet. And, um, awesome. And, uh, we know that John Wick, it's confirmed that John Wick is going to be in that movie. So do you feel like they've set up any other spinoffs within this? I could definitely see like, the post credit scene with kane playing out or maybe we're just supposed to use our imaginations maybe we get a mr nobody movie um or series or something or maybe he shows up in the continental series i mean there's there's a lot of different things that they could do with this with this world of john wick that they've built up and i think a lot of care has gone into this world i I love everything about it. The Continental where it's like, you know, you're on the Continental grounds. There's no fighting here. I love the 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 blood markers where like if you owe someone like a blood marker oath, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're holding a grudge against them. You know, you're bound to them. I, I love all the different rules within this universe. So did you guys see any possible like spinoffs from this movie?
4: Oh, for sure. Like, I, I really think that Mr. Nobody is the one to where if somebody has to take the John wick like crown and keep it moving, he's the one who's closest to John wick in the, you know, he's, he's very talented. He's very smart as to what's going on. He's ballsy. He operates with a dog. And then the other one would be Akira who we see in the, uh, the oh, yeah. post credit scene. And cause it feels like she could naturally take it on. And, and she's another younger character to where she could carry it forward. Um, but those t- those two seem like the most likely characters to me.
3: Dude, one of the coolest scenes with fucking Akira in this movie is her taking down that big dude.
4: Oh, that was amazing. I was sick. She just keeps climbing steps. up his back and just putting the dice yeah. in a little <laughs> higher up each time. Whap, that was amazing. Whap, whap.
3: And the truth just, of the matter is it's like, here's the thing. No matter how big that guy is and how much more powerful and strength he is, if you're a good martial artist and if you have great training in weapons and martial arts, it doesn't matter how big the guy is, you can take him down. And I loved how this guy, like, you're like, they're like man, you should be worried, dude. You should be worried for that guy. Not not the other way around. Don't worry about, you know, the the smaller woman here. You should be worried for the big guy because he is outmatched against her.
4: (laughs) For sure. I mean, she's like been training since she was a child like Shang-Chi. Dude, I love how she's just climbing his back
3: and just stabbing him. (laughs) I'm
4: (laughs) like, oh, my God. It's like trying to kill a bear. That guy was huge. Yeah, yeah, it was ferocious.
3: If you have a problem with uh,
0: seeing people get stabbed, this is definitely not the movie for you. Like, (laughs) 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 There was so many times where I was just so uncomfortable. But Oh, I love it yeah i
2: love it Excellent. and they just, keep nice. upping
0: it. they just keep upping it throughout this movie um i have a question for you guys on uh mr nobody did any of you kind of think that he was going to have some kind of tie to Halle Berry's character from a previous movie no. like I, I just the dog thing I, the whole time i was just thinking there's going to be some kind of relation to that character and that's what's going to be the motivation here
3: I never thought that. I I understood that he had a dog, but I never thought that. I just, uh, I just kind of picked up that he was kind of like one of these bounty hunters, uh, or a tracker or whatever they call him. And, uh, I, 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 yeah, I I never put that together.
6: I can, I, I can understand why you thought it though. Maybe that tracker word brigade. Maybe that's like a set group, and maybe there are like certain assassins that train like specifically with dogs, right? Just like how there's the different you know families and organizations and stuff. So maybe, I mean, you might be right, Steve. That could be something. Even if they're not blood related, maybe like it could be like from the same crew, same clan. kind of cool. I wanted to ask you guys I – mean, I, listen, I, I just – I don't want to be like the – like, it, like oh, the money will drive everything. But like am I the only one who thinks that we are going to get Keanu back at some point? We're just going to get a five.
1: I, I, it I never – oh, sorry.
6: No, go ahead, Quentin. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah, I I, I seriously do think we're going to get a John Wick five. I just don't know when or how it's going to happen. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's just – we had there's so much fun with this franchise and maybe it's my own selfish reasons but like i want more with john wick because i know that they can up the ante i don't know how but i just know that they can um but i mean i i I think keanu like he said he'd keep doing these forever if he if he could john wick in space let's do it (laughs) i'm the table still exists I'm of
3: a, I'm of, a, of the opposite mind here. I think this is the perfect ending. Like, you know, when you're watching Endgame and Tony sacrifices himself, like, that's how that hero goes out. And this is how I want my John Wick to go out. I, as much as I love it and as much as I, I was shocked, I was shocked at the end when,
4: right. when he died like oh, I, I was in disbelief like the whole yeah. time i'm like ah, that's, that that's that's what the post credit's going to be about it's going to show him. yes it didn't show him at all and even then i was still in disbelief mm-hmm. uh it, it i think it hit
3: me i think it hit me like as soon as i saw the gravestone and then as soon as i watched it the second time and i watched him die um it hit me i was like okay like this is the capper this is it and i feel i feel like they've it's like a complete story at this point, but I feel like the world itself of John Wick and, you know, the Continentals and, and the, you know, all the assassins and everything. The world is so rich that you could stay in that world without John Wick. Like, what is it? What is the world of John, of John Wick going to look like without him? Like now that I still think there's right. plenty of stories to be mined here, but I, man, I, I don't, I, I don't. Really want them to like pull a, you know, oh, he really didn't die. And, you know, John Wick is, you know, finally found peace on an island somewhere, uh, you know, and, and he, and then he gets pulled out again. I, I, I don't know if you can up uh, yeah. the, I don't know if you can up the ante with this one, Quentin. This movie was just so. It spectacular. It was like th- – th- it's non-stop action. I honestly never felt the two-hour and 49-minute runtime. Not once. I didn't find out until today that it was nearly three hours. I thought this was a two-hour movie both times I watched it. N- <laughs>
6: I'm not kidding I, you. I, I think it's a perfect capper, right? I just worry in kind of the same example you bring up though about like Marvel and the MCU. is like since we've lost Tony, the universe itself has felt like it's missing something and I'm wondering – if mo- casual moviegoers and people will feel after seeing Continental or seeing Ballerina like, oh, it's cool. But where's John Wick? And I, I'm, I'm, that's where my head kind of goes. And again, I have no qualm. I love this movie. Literally, so I think this is my favorite action movie ever, but I just know audiences and I'm worried that like when they come out, like the next one will get hit because
3: that's where that's well. where Chad Stahowski needs to fucking take a little note from Christopher Nolan and just say, you know what? I'm moving on to something else. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Well, I yeah. I read a I read a
3: uh article a couple weeks ago and I think it
5: was THR. That, I mean, stahelski said that um I regarding the fifth movie, he said Keanu and him, I mean, looking at the article right now, Keanu and I are done for the moment. We're going to give it a rest. I'm sure the studio has a plan, but if everyone loves it and it goes kooky then we'll take a quiet minute and and think about it. But um uh, so, I mean, they're, they're already thinking about that. I mean, and that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and well, I, if... I think if you bring back, I think if you bring him back though, the way this movie ends you bring him back, um, there's the point that's already been made. How do you top this movie? How do you top four? But then it cheapens what happens yes. in the end of four. I mean, yeah. it completely yes. cheapens it and you don't want to do that to your main character.
4: I, I think right. the only way that you can bring him back on the screen again is to do a prequel, and maybe maybe show the all the bodies he had to put into the ground for the guy in the first movie to get out the first time.
3: There's no fear for the main character, though. That's is, the there's big There's no problem. fear for the main
4: character, but I mean, you can still write a ton of heart into. But you don't. You're right. You don't have any. Will he survive this? Because you know that he will. Because it's a prequel. That's. I just think that. The more that I've thought about this as we've talked, like I don't think I want to see him come back for a fifth one because it would cheapen the the perfect ending of this fourth one. Yeah, and, and I don't th- I don't see how you top the action.
5: I mean, anything you do in number five would have to be ten times, fifteen times better than what's in this movie, and I don't see that happening.
0: I think they could do it. I to
5: honestly me, think they could do.
0: It. Me too. Like I'm I'm with Billy. For me, I feel like they gave the ending the perfect scenario where they don't have to bring him back, but they could easily do so, you know. We didn't see the body, right? So
6: he Maybe he wanted his, to die, right? And his his maybe someone grabs end, him and there, you know? saves him against his will like a Rick style, like in Walking Dead type of thing. <sighs> I'm Brian, look, Brian. I'm not, I, I, <laughs> Brian. I'm just listen. The studio heads don't give a crap about this. Like about like a perfect ending. They care about the box office. Uh, Again, like it's well. Short. Hopefully, Chad Stahelski putting that out there. I'm not trying to be that. They
0: dude. need the casual viewers. Like th- those are the as far as like let's say the spinoffs, right? Uh they could easily make those before this movie, and then have him be cameos or. Well, that's what they're doing with like,
1: Ballerina. It's not
0: going to be a huge impact on the story, but it's going to get people in. They're going to th- throw him in the trailer. It's going to get people in. Johnny Reeves gets to you know be the character still, but it has no true impact on what his arc was.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, I'm fine with them doing it in Ballerina because they've already filmed it and they've been planning it forever, and. Definitely hearing that John Wick's going to be in that movie. He's going to get some more butts and seats. But man, as far as the character going on beyond that, it's like, just move on. I'm ready for that. Have you seen the trailer for that? Was that Sisu? The, the Nazi John Wick version? The Nazi? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, Dude, looks that, looks, that looks sick. Yes, that looks,
2: yes, so let's that go. looks
3: incredible. Some
4: Nazis. Yes. I was like, oh, a John Wick period piece? <laughs> Killing Nazis? Yes, please. Wait.
3: Like, Let's just like Chad Chad Stahelski at this point. I mean, he could do other like just let him do other things. Like it doesn't have to be everything has to be John Wick now. Like move on to your next big action franchise. Like you gave us the perfect quadrilogy here. Like not a, aliens couldn't do that. Like like aliens, yeah. they yeah. fucked up after the with the third one and and a fourth one. Like this I don't think like seriously, you take any action franchise. They all have their misses, in my opinion. All of them. Um, I think Fast and Furious, uh, you know, they definitely have had their misses in that franchise. Um, yes, they've made money, but I'm talking about just like overall, all the movies being beloved, no, they've had some misses. Um, mm-hmm. Aliens has had their misses. Terminator has had its share of misses. There's always a miss in the franchise. And this movie, I think film after film after film it's just perfect. I think they just need to leave these four alone and we've seen the complete story of John Wick and I don't care how big the box office is. Like just move on to something else. There's always other ways to make money. You can I mean, come on, just I don't I hate it when they get greedy and they, they they're wanting to pull like pull out one more movie. And if they bring him back to life or if they fucking do a prequel movie, It's just, I think it's going to leave a little bit of stink on it if it's not good, and I think just
4: just let it stay the way it is. It is a risk. It is an absolute risk, especially when this one is so well received by everybody. Um, I think that like DC and Marvel Studios need to be looking at the fighting choreography in this and really taking notes. Yeah, fuck them, man. I'm so. I'm almost.
2: (laughs) I just hope that like a huge (laughs) action movie like
4: this. Can can elevate them a little bit and make them try a little bit harder. I'm 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 I'm
5: I I mean, can you can you see Chad Stahelski doing a DC or Marvel movie?
6: Don't need Stahelski.
3: I don't want him to do a Marvel movie <laughs> exactly.
5: It
6: all That's it exactly what yeah, I'm Marvel,
3: go ahead, Marvel. Defenses. You know what? <laughs> just pluck another guy from Rick and Morty and just make another, whatever the fuck kind He's gonna
6: go after the problematic stuff. <laughs>
4: <sighs> <laughs> Chad Stahelski is probably way better at just sticking to his own IP and just well, following yeah. his own muse and. You know, really lean into that background of being a stunt guy and bring in the best stunt guys to envision, you know, the best possible fight sequences that you can do and just do that. Lean lean into your strengths and don't don't fall victim to getting pulled in by a major studio that might fucking shackle you with like a PG-13 rating because that'd be criminal.
3: Was it Stahelski or Leech that were doing – they were doing stunts for Captain America, Winter Soldier – was it Stahelski? I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I was thinking
0: one of them did. I just don't know which it's one. It's one
3: of them. One of them. Um, All
0: right, Brian, hear me out for this. Yeah, Chad Stahelski
3: if- was a second unit director... Um, Chad Stahelski was a second unit director in Captain America Civil War uh, he was also a utility stunts performer in, Cap- in Iron Man 2 he was also a stunt performer on Captain America the Winter Soldier so yes they've worked with Chad Stahelski before it's been done and those were great movies but man I you know I really don't at this like I, I want to know what Chad Stahelski's next project is Marvel and DC they can worry and do what they're doing i i am i'm kind of like i i, I enjoy the marvel movies and I'm, I'm really hoping for great dc movies but on the flip side the past two years now well i'd say i'd yeah the past couple years now i've been more enamored with just like what we got in top gun maverick and what we got in this movie like i don't i, I don't I don't think the, the box office, in my opinion, needs to rest on the shoulders of every Marvel and DC movie. I want more of this kind of shit to where, you know, you don't have to follow every fucking, you know, it's like Marvel's into like the, you know, the 20 plus movie in their universe. And then you've also got to watch, you know, there's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 shows. Man, just... It's nice it'll be nice just to go back to the box office this year and watch, you know, another Mission Impossible movie. I'm not worried about the movie. I know I'm going to be entertained, but I'm I am I don't know. I'm I'm griping about Marvel and DC is what I'm doing, Joe.
4: <laughs> no, I know where you're, you're coming from with it though. You're not wrong.
3: <laughs> I mean, especially
0: with the news recently, it's just kind of like it seems now problematic for how uh their story longevity works.
6: Somebody say They're something. Too thin. They're just spread too thin. It's just no. It's just too much. Like Brian said, yeah. it's, it's worn. It's worn itself out. This is cool. Even this, it's like you said, four movies. Like that's a big universe already. And like that's again, maybe we talked about it again. It, hopefully, it doesn't expand over expand. But I've something new. Like let somebody talk about something. Like something that we actually can like go to people and say, hey, go see this movie. Oh, do I need to have seen 31 movies that are there now and a dozen shows? Nope. You can watch a three-minute YouTube if you need to. There was only three movies before, even if you want to know the backstory. You know, I mean, it's just this is the type of stuff that we need. And honestly, in turn, we'll end up making those movies better because then maybe they'll chill the fuck out and slow the fuck down and maybe, like, not worry about antagonizing an entire industry. We need good movies like this. Like Brian said, Top Gun, like. I you know with more original ideas I I I don't need another fra- like crazy franchise.
3: Top Gun Maverick and John Wick Chapter 4 are better than any Marvel movie in Phase 4 easily. Easily.
4: Yes sir. Yeah, and you're agree. not agree.
6: wrong. Not even close.
4: Yeah. Yeah, both of those movies were very very exciting and and really showed that you don't need that big machine to do it. Um and rewatchability. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And as far as John Wick, I, I would be okay with, with this being Keanu's swan song. But I think that this is such a rich world that they've created that I, I hope the spinoffs for it work. Because I, I feel like this is a big enough world to where they could just keep digging and and creating and introducing new characters and still keep it fresh and entertaining without having to... Ruined John Wick's good ending.
3: Yeah, I think the I, I'm I'm really behind uh, an Akira spinoff. I really feel like um, the a lot of female uh, Asian martial artists don't get their due in Hollywood. And I and I, oh it,
4: yeah, dude. No, I agree. I I
3: seriously, we're getting action movies that are led by Scarlett Johansson, uh, Brie Larson, uh, now Anna DeArmas, and I mean. Nothing against them, but like, I'm sorry. These, these, these female Asian martial artists have been putting the work in for years and they're legit. They're fucking legit. And I would love oh, to yeah. see them take over. I would love to see them. We had the, we had the, the we had in the nineties, the Jackie Chan invasion. Like, holy shit, man. This guy
4: does his own stunts. This guy's legit. He's not the only one. Yeah, there's an entire industry over there with, and um, I, okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of fanfic here, but imagine if the way that that, that spoiler or not spoiler, but the way that that uh, credit scene goes is that we just see her, she's got the knife, she's going after Kane. Well, what if it happens to where she doesn't kill him and instead all of a sudden starts working with him and starts taking training from him and he helps her level up. And then they're able to bring some sort of heart into that story by having those two reconcile.
6: I thought she was going for the daughter.
4: Oh, that'd be really <laughs> fucked up.
1: Yeah. I thought that we were going to see the daughter die like right there.
3: Yeah. I just assume that she, I, I in my fanfic, I just assumed that she killed him.
0: For me, you that was He did say, "I'll be a, seeing you," right? Or a sequel, or sp- some kind of spinoff for that. That's all I saw. I. It felt too predictable, even in the movie when, like, you you knew that was going to happen, and so the the end credit for me just kind of cemented that they're making that movie at some point.
4: Yeah, there's definitely multiple directions they could go, just from all the different views, just from the six of us on this podcast. So I'm excited to see where that's going to go. It feels like. That is some that it just felt like a carrot that they're dangling in front of us. For real.
3: Yeah. The big question is like once they put out Ballerina, (laughs) once they put out the Continental series is like, can this world survive without John Wick? That's the big question. And that's what I hope it does. I hope it thrives without the character of John Wick, because I don't want them to bring him back to life. Right.
4: Yeah. Agreed. (laughs)
1: I, I feel to like they have the Continentals. Like we got, we've gotten what, like three or four in this franchise. I just want to see them all.
3: See what all? I, Quentin, you were cutting oh. out there, buddy.
1: Yeah, you, you need to get to a closet ASAP. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I said uh, the Continentals. Like, I would love to see more Continentals and like uh, the just the different variations, kind of what we saw. And these in this franchise, we got what three
4: or four of them. Yeah, we've seen New York, Osaka. We saw the one in Rome in the second one. Have we seen any others besides those three I cities? I think
3: it's the three. I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, the th- I think the thing with this franchise is they have so much world building that they've done in these movies, but as far as the characters that John Wick has encountered, it feels like they've all kind of been very limited in their screen time. So, like, I don't think people really have gotten the opportunity to really dive into wanting to to see those characters more. Uh You know, either they die or they're just not seen again. And um I think that's the part where you would get more people interested in those characters and they could do more with those characters if if they kind of gave them a little bit more of a backstory you know yeah, like
3: yeah i you say you say that I, I i understand that but i was raised in the 80s and 90s when you just had bad guys that were bad guys and you didn't really need uh, all that much of a backstory it's like i, I mean, feel like every i'm just saying like that's that's how a lot of movies were back then. You go back and you watch a lot of 80s and 90s movies with the villains and things like that. I don't know everything about them. I think we've just gotten to the point where we've we've seen things like like, you know, the Daredevil Netflix series where it's like we have to watch Wilson Fisk grow up as a boy and how he fell in love with Vanessa and this and that <laughs> the and sympathetic we, villain all the the sympathetic villain we always have to watch these big expanding stories with the villain and sometimes we i sometimes i feel like we don't need that like no.
4: and if they sometimes can you can just give us the bad guy from New York Ninja that's
6: <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent that's why like the warriors is one of my favorite they just have all the different street gangs you yeah. don't need to know why those dudes are dressed up like clowns and have baseball bats you can kind of put two and two together right, right? like that's all yeah, you need they're to
4: know. just the bad guys <laughs> i mean
0: and i agree with that but like that's for the bad guy right like bill Skarsgård, he was just the bad guy in my opinion i don't think we really got much of a reason why he was doing what yeah. he's doing other than he's just this new up-and-coming prick right it but like for me it's like the, the sub-characters, like Mr. Nobody, for example, like we didn't get a whole lot about him, right? So like, a, at least for casual viewers, why should they care to see him come back if they don't really know anything past what they saw in this movie?
3: I think we connected enough with him throughout this movie. So, yeah, Quentin, Quentin. Especially with that character. Hold on, Quentin. On your end, there's a lot of like, you're hitting the mic or something. There's a noise going on in your end. Um, oh, my bad. But I think with that character, we connected enough with him throughout the movie. Like, I knew his motivations from the beginning of the movie. As soon as he opens up that notebook, and you could tell he's been writing things down. And then there's the one page, and it shows 50 million. This guy's out for the money. This guy's out for himself. As the movie progresses, he's still trying to, like, work, work that money angle, work that money angle – you see him, you see that he cares for the dog. You see that John Wick spares the dog. And then by the end of the movie, this guy spares John Wick, watches John Wick die, and has a tear come down out of his eye. I mean, that's enough for me. That's enough. I don't need to know, like, where did this kid come from? Where was he raised? How was he raised? I don't know that about John Wick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I I never watched John Wick being plucked from his family or whatever and raised in, like, these orphanages that that they, that they have these kids fight in. I know none of that. I just know he's a badass motherfucker, and I fell in love with him during this movie. So I think, like, th- I think there's enough in this movie to get me to watch him in something else if they were to give me a, a, a Mr. Nobody series. That's just me, though.
5: I, but- I think it goes to the fact that not everybody needs a backstory. I mean... To me, this is the Joker angle of things. I mean, you don't need a backstory on Joker. I mean, you're going back to DC, but we we seem to have one or two or three or four. Um, But I don't think you need a backstory on some of these guys. You just move forward with them. That's all you need. You don't need to go back. You go forward with them.
4: Yeah, you just got to make sure the stuff they're doing on the screen now is compelling. Um, I think with the marquee character in this one, the one line, the, the interaction that he had with um the the herald guy or the harbinger or whatever they called him the dude that clancy brown was playing and where he tells him you know don't let your ambition outweigh your worth something along those lines and and i thought that that was a really telling line that this is just a young cocky upstart that's full of ego and he thinks that if he has all of the resources of the high table available to him he's going to be able to take out this guy make a name for himself. And then Winston is able to see that in him and turn it up to the next level in telling him, what if you're the marquee that actually killed John wick and actually putting this idea in his head that you need to be the one that pulls the trigger. And it's like all these dominoes are set up to just fall down in the perfect way at the end of this movie. And it's part of what makes the end of this movie. So beautiful is that it wraps up all these competing things in a perfect little bow.
3: I think if you stop and smell the roses and get backstories and stuff like that, you might slow down the action a little bit, too. And like,
4: yeah, and then you got a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, at the
0: very least, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more with Koji, Kane, and Wick and what their relationship was. Uh,
3: part of the part of the fun it, is just the a mystery little, little though
0: flashback to like just kind of establish how long their history
3: went back part of the fun is the mystery though man it's just like they established that they've had the, they've had
4: all this history and it's like i don't need to see every little thing I, yeah like, it goes back further than akira has been alive okay, multiple that's, characters refer to each other so as brothers know. and so you really just got to take the dialogue and then fill in the blank places yourself because less is more especially in shows like this where there's other parts of the world that are so developed, you can paint a really amazing picture in your mm-hmm. head as to what the backstory could be between those characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: They're brothers. They've known each other and been friends for a very long time. They're very dismayed that Kane took this you know, card that he had to take, but then they also understand why he did it.
0: But that's a sympathetic villain, isn't it?
4: Well, Kane is Kane is your sympathetic villain in this. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Right? Because he's the one that, by the end of this movie, you're happy to see that that John Wick can figure it out a way to win the duel without killing Kane, but uh, while killing the Marquis and also not letting Winston die. Like he found a way to make it so that everybody he cares about and setting
3: Kane's daughter survived. free.
4: Yes, and s- setting Kane's daughter free as well. And that's what makes the, the post credit scene like kind of bittersweet because you can see where Akira is coming from. She's avenging the death of her father. You can see where Kane was coming from. He was just trying to keep his daughter alive. But if you're just trying to keep a loved one alive, is it OK to kill somebody else's loved one? And if you did, it's like he told her, I'm going to be expecting – I'm going to be expecting you someday. Like he knew what he did. Hey, it just – to me, it just really adds a whole – another layer of depth to what could just be mindless action movies And these John wick movies are not mindless action movies. There is actually a lot of care and, and deafness in the way that they handled these characters and the mm-hmm. relationships with each other. It was really brilliant.
0: Oh yeah. The, the, the way that they use honor, uh, among the assassins. I, I love the whole aspect of how that grows throughout the relationships between some of these characters.
3: Oh God. the, I really – I was hoping that the fight between Kane and uh, Yoji would have went on a little longer though. Just seeing Haruyuki Sanada and Donnie Yen on the screen together, you know.
4: Yeah, I I thought it it cheapened it a little bit that like right before the fight, Akira like notices her father's been shot. Yeah. And it's like, oh, come on. I wanted to see full strength. Yeah. These two going at each other. Like really do it. Like really – like I don't know if you all have ever seen the the 80s anime Ninja Scroll – but it's got this amazing blind samurai swordsman in it and the uh, him and the the main character fighting in this bamboo forest and it's this incredible fight scene and like i wanted to see something like that in this where it's like really let these two like both at full power you know square off with like these uh cherry blossom petals on the wind with all that red neon in the background i mean everything is there and I liked what we got, but I I, I do agree that it, it they could have gone further with that one, especially with I mean with with these two martial arts stars. I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've shared the screen together, which is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Oh my god.
3: Oh, it was so good man. It was so good. I was so, I was thrilled to see that Scott Atkins was playing a character in this cuz I've been a <laughs> yes. I've been a fan of him for the past few years since I started watching Scott Atkins martial arts movies and it was nice to see him get a role in this. I'd like to see him kind of step up and and be
4: a bigger player in Hollywood, get some more roles. I think he should get some more roles after this. I mean cuz he really disappeared into that character and showed that he's more than just somebody who can do really neat looking kicks on camera oh
3: yeah yeah you know
4: these he's a bona fide actor behind it because i mean i knew that it was him and i was just staring at his character and like like what you said earlier comparing to the penguin and the new batman yeah you're not wrong it is exactly that (laughs) where it's like this is a face that i know pretty well i've seen a lot of scott atkins movies and oh he would work really well in a guy Ritchie movie Holy shit. Yes. Like, please give nice. me give me a sequel to Operation Fortune and put Scott Adkins in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, he, oh, what movie did I see? Was it the Ip Man prequel that he was in? He oh, it was, it was in man. the four. Was it four? Was it four? Yeah.
5: I think he was in four. Yeah. Whatever that one was called. Yeah, other than
3: the It Man Four. It Man Four, I think. Yeah, it was It Man. He was in Ip Man Four. And did you notice when they went to like the U.S. military base that one of the characters there was named? His last name was Crease. Ha! And so they're trying to connect it to that character being Crease uh, from uh, the Karate Kid. Mm.
2: This is back <laughs> awesome. during
3: his Vietnam time, but they never quite, you know, came out and said it. But I think they're trying to loosely connect him to it. So. Oh, God, John Wick 4, I could go on forever. I love it. I think it's perfect. I got to see it again. I I want to see this many times in the theater before it leaves the IMAX.
4: Oh, and I'm obsessed with that Terran Tacticals fucking Pit Viper 9mm that he had. Oh, that gun is awesome. (laughs) Which (laughs) I will never own because it's a $7,000 pistol. Yeah. But, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) How many rounds did they
3: say it carried? Like
4: 27? It was like 31. 22 in the mag, one in the chamber, which is uh, a three three larger capacity – or no, five larger capacity than a Glock 17, which was like previously a pretty big one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You can hold uh, – what is it? You can hold – I think you can hold 17 rounds in a Glock 17. I love so it. For the fact that this will hold fucking 22. <laughs> I, love <laughs> crazy. The, I
3: love that the, <laughs> Bower, the Bowery King was like – I got it from a guy like who got it from a guy who killed who killed another who who killed another guy or something like that.
0: It definitely felt like he was shooting it
3: more than he had bullets on the clip. But were you yeah. ca- were you counting, Stephen? Was that I what was you were doing? To. Nobody <laughs> else did that. No, because I was actually engrossed in the movie and having fun, as opposed to like counting up fucking oh, yeah. rounds. The best
0: scenes of the movie. The whole. I'm um, sure there's somebody about. out there that's counted.
3: Yeah, so it, whoever's counting, ca- you are one nitpicky bastard if you're counting <laughs> off rounds. I love
0: this movie. I, but I do, I will admit, my OCD does have me do things like that during movies. So.
3: Oh, God. It, 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 your, your brain sounds like my prison. Like, 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 that that sounds like a nightmare of a viewing
5: <laughs> do you experience. you have a problem with the Kevlar suit as well?
4: no, I, no I love the kevlar suits where you stand up you just has put his that
5: up. A,
0: has that been all the movies or is that new to this one the whole bullet the second one on
4: i think okay
0: because like i didn't remember that and i thought it was like the coolest shit that they did
4: uh, oh god i love it when you go around a corner though and he'd grab the lapel of his jacket and kind of oh, cover yeah. his face with it that was great. i always thought that that was a really the cool movie and,
0: were really clever with that stuff and,
4: and then before the duel at the end when when they're yeah, – he's, he's taking off his-, his jacket and then his vest and he's shaking all the slugs loose <laughs> from it that are embedded in the fabric. I thought that was great. It made my whole auditorium laugh like, oh, and also that last time that he gets knocked down the stairs where he goes all the fucking way down like – my crowd was very reactive to that too. It, it
3: just keeps
4: going. It just kept it going. <laughs> it's like, oh my god!
3: It makes me want to go there and walk up those stairs just to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? Two hundred and twenty something stairs. Two hundred and twenty-two stairs. It just makes me want to go there and see, like, just see where all this fucking crazy shit took place, like this action scene. You want to take the John Wick Four <laughs> tour of Paris? I do. Oh my <laughs> oh, god! Yeah, dude. Ah. Uh, <laughs> It was so cool. It was so cool. This movie is so good. Um, I text my dad. I said, I said, I said, John Wick four is amazing. I said, it's one of the best action films ever. And, and he's like, okay, good to know. And then followed by the very next day, I'm at John Wick four. I'm like, all right, stay for the post, stay for the post credit scene. He watched it, and he said, John Wick 4 is amazing. My dad absolutely loved it. So <laughs> Sweet. Absolutely incredible, man. I did. did was uh, was Keanu saying he did 90% of his own stunts for this one? Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah.
0: The ten percent was the stairs, I assume. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> they made replica foam stairs. Like, they're, was they're really not hard. Off.
3: So good. That is, I don't know. You guys have any final thoughts on this? Oh, ooh, Killa when Killa falls like a couple fucking stories there. Like
2: oh, lands right on his head.
3: Oh, oh my man. god! <laughs> and then John Wick, as he's dead, punches his teeth just to get a gold tooth loose. I was yes, loving it, it, man. Needs
4: that trophy.
1: Yeah, uh, it needs a trophy. <laughs> oh, I loved it. So good.
5: Which what what I like, also love in that scene of those scenes there in the club is everybody's still
3: partying and everything just dancing.
5: <laughs> no, Dude, every, every movie,
3: they're like every that. John Wick movie is like that. And then no, no, it's perfect. I love it, too. No, police show up when you watch it, when you watch it, uh, when you go back to the theater or if you watch it at home as they're running out after the party ends and um, they're running out, it's right. Before Mr. Nobody pulls out his gun to shoot John Wick and then Kane stops him. But as, as everybody's running out, watch the expressions on the people's faces as they're running out of the, the dance party. Um, (laughs) the girls, especially the women that are, that are leaving, they don't look scared all the women you can tell that they're like all instagram models that just want to show off their faces because they're like almost like they're posing for the camera (laughs) as they're running out i i was dying i was like oh my gosh none of these women look scared they look like they're trying to promote their brand (laughs)
5: that's nice comment commentary on where we're at where we're at
3: it's so true man it's so true Oh, I love this movie so much. T- Chad Stahelski is a fucking god. He is the action god. This is, <laughs> yes, this is the best action movie I've ever seen. Um, this is by, it's easily, and you, and if you don't think it's the best action movie ever made, I will, t- then I'll say it's the best Western action movie ever made. Because, I mean, you might come to me and say, okay, well, you, have you watched this particular, uh, martial arts film, you know, from Asia. And, you know, I've seen a lot, but I mean, may not have seen them all. Um, I'm even putting this over The Raid and The Raid 2. I think it's... Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's better. I
4: mean, because The Raid 2 is amazing, and it's a longer movie, and it, it tells a much deeper story than the first one. But it this movie just has so much more action The it, it the pacing it goes by so much quicker you don't yeah. feel the runtime in this one whereas there are definitely moments in the raid 2 where you're feeling a bit of the runtime
3: and i saw the raid 2
4: in theater man so it's not like i didn't have that theatrical experience man i had it oh, i'd love to have seen both of those raid movies on the big screen i think this was the first john wick movie i saw in the theater mm. also oh wow and so it was incredible yeah um, for me I, I took I took Aiden with me he'd previously only seen the first John Wick movie and I was like dude I know that you're going to go into this not fully understanding the story but I think you just need to see this on a big screen and he was really happy that he saw it and <laughs> like, what a movie to miss out on like you want to see this in the theater like if you have an IMAX near you go see that go see it on the like the best quality screen with the best sound Uh, Because this is one of those movies where you want to see it in the big screen. And the
3: Oscars needs to fucking have a category for stunt actors, man. Yeah,
4: they sure do. Because movies like this really prove that these people are absolute professionals at their craft. And they they should be recognized. Because movies, action movies, would not be the same without these hardworking individuals that are so talented that bring these scenes to life and make them look so realistic. You need to have an actor
3: of like Tom Cruise's caliber, a guy who does his own stunts. He needs to come out and say something. He needs to be more of kind of like a mouthpiece for that movement.
4: Dude, he would be the perfect one to do it because he is a, a, he is a huge name in the industry Yeah, and he does famously really, really stand by doing as many of his own stunts as he can. And so he would be the perfect voice to, to herald that and especially following the the incredible success of top gun maverick and then the next year we got john wick 4 i mean these are movies that are absolutely carried by the stunts that are in them
3: oh fucking dead reckoning coming out man i mean that stunt with him you know you know the motorcycle and going off the cliff i mean that's a huge stunt it, it, it stunts like that need to be recognized by the academy
4: yeah i agree <laughs>
3: So, man. That's all I got, guys. You guys have any final thoughts on uh John Wick four?
0: I would have liked to have I seen am Carrie Ann Moss as the orphan sister. I think that would have been a nice addition to this movie.
4: That would have been pretty cool. I Steven, was that you saying I am Klaus? Because that was great. No. <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't that was me. me. I am Klaus. <laughs> I, am I am Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, way better than Groot. Sorry Groot, but <laughs> Yeah.
0: Distant cousin for sure.
4: Uh, I love how he just says it and just starts punching him in the face too. That's all he says. That's all he says in the entire says. movie. I am Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed like like Punker Chic. Like it was fantastic.
3: Yeah. <laughs> As he walks out, I am Klaus.
4: <laughs> <It's>...
3: <laughs>
0: Uh. I think my final thought for this is uh, it it ended up being completely different than what I expected just based off the trailer or just even what ended in the third movie because like, I thought we were going into this thing and Winston was going to be basically the villain of this Uh, and then you were going to see Lawrence Fishburne kind of play a bigger role kind of like Winston was in the other movies and then it just felt like that was kind of just Put to the side pretty quickly, and then introduced all of these other new characters.
3: I have a hard time believing you like this movie, Stephen. <laughs> these are like taste comments. I, yeah, it's it's so it's, you it's so not want wild. To see more of those people. See more of Did who? To
0: it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think that was a negative. I'm just saying. I was surprised they weren't. A part of the story as much as they were.
3: I'm surprised that you like this movie because I have. Uh, it's a. <laughs> you are coming off a little nit Yeah, very nitpicky. <laughs> I guess I'm just really good at. No, not really good. <laughs> I, I would boring. find other words. <laughs> I'm the John Wick of uh, enjoying the movie and seeing some flaws back of the cloth no i i like i think like what you're seeing is flaws we i mean we are not seeing those at all i mean there's there's five other people on this podcast that are just like i i'm i'm like i i'm like i i you're it's like when you're talking it's like i need subtitles because i don't understand what the fuck you're saying
4: (laughs) it's like this This, movie is brian's dog and you've just you're a russian gangster that just beat it with a pipe (laughs) I want. I just want to say nuts
3: right now and have Quentin bite your fucking crotch.
1: Quite a Pavlov response.
3: No, I mean, I, I, th- I mean, <laughs> I think we followed Winston and the Bowery King as much as we did in the previous movies.
0: Okay, is that what I wanted to follow him more? I guess the outcome of the third movie I felt like was just kind of brushed aside, like he essentially betrayed him and then we're just kind of moving on with it and they're they're just they're okay with each other after that like i, I, I think
5: i think that's, that's summed saved... up that's summed up and i think probably best there's a quote in one or two of these movies they say multiple times such is life um it, it, they say that i mean and that i mean all that means is hey something's got to happen and you have to accept it because you know that's the way it's going to happen and in this world, people turn on each other. And in this world, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people that turn on each other, and you have to live within that code. And that's what's going to happen. Um, and I, I know Winston says that multiple times. I mean, such is life. He turned on him, and now you got to deal with the re- repercussions, and you got to work together again.
0: At least that's why I just I- betrayed somebody. I'd probably say. Such is life, too, just so I didn't get killed. But
6: <laughs> I always thought Winston shot him off because the high table was coming, so John was going to be toast, so by doing that, gave him a shot to kind of escape.
3: No, he got, he did that to get his fucking hotel yeah, back, he, Billy. he did yep. it entire entirely. Well, selfish. I know, I mean, it was a nice side All side self-serving.
5: Door. All self-serving.
3: All I mean,
0: self-serving. again in this one.
6: Oh, yeah, that's what I love about it. He's a snake. Such is life. He's you watch. Hotel back. He's got renovations now. Like, good on him. Like, he's got a brand new hotel getting built. Yeah, he just lost his concierge.
3: Uh, Lance Reddick, man. R.I.P., dude.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be sad not seeing him pop up and things anymore. He's always such yeah. an amazing character actor in whatever he's in. Yeah. yeah. He's
0: got four movies coming out still. One of them is the spinoff for this, he's got another TV show that he's a part of. I think it's a Disney Plus thing. And he may have a couple of voice works for some games, still, like he's been busy uh, it's It's a shame what happened, and especially when you see this movie and then you see what that character goes through, it's like kind of doubles down on on how sad it is that of his passing
3: I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this episode and pick out what Stephen liked about. This movie, because like, <laughs> even going back and trying to remember things he said, he was like, "You were kind, of, you were kind of off put by all this. You about were kind of off put by. Do with the movie. You were kind of off put by all the stabbing in the movie, and it's like that's
0: <laughs> that's what. Hi, welcome funny. to a John Wick I film. <laughs> can't stand to see people get stabbed.
5: <laughs> Man, all, all those axes and knives. It's and
0: movie it's violence though. Families, perfect. Intense. It's movie violence,
3: man. There's they, something they know I, signing I understand up that, for. but
0: it's still it's still cringy to to see for me. Like I I still like feel like it, it's stabbing me.
3: Oh man, I'm so i I guess it's I just guess I have an overabundance of testosterone. I fucking love it,
4: <laughs> dude. I've been looking up all the guns in this movie. Yeah, and just being sad that I'm not a independently wealthy person. dude that that semi-automatic shotgun that he was using to fire those dragon breath rounds dude that it's it's a fucking almost a twenty nine hundred dollar fucking shotgun jesus (laughs) it's amazing it has has magazines that hold 20 fucking shotgun rounds you know fucking scary that is mayhem is right dude (laughs) self-defense doom Holy shit. I never knew that I wanted a a 12 gauge on an AR platform until I saw John Wick 4. I didn't even know it was a thing. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: This movie is incredible. Oh, my God. Anyway,
4: let's. you guys ready to wrap this one up? Let's wrap it.
3: All right. I want to thank our guests. Uh, Billy, where can people find you, man?
6: People can find me on the Reality Guys YouTube channel. We cover everything and anything, reality TV. Uh, we also have a, a TikTok that's been growing. So you can find the Reality Guys on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere, social media.
3: Kevin, where can people find you, man?
5: Uh, you can find me at uh, dose makes the dose makes the poison, the Toxcast podcast, where I talk about uh, drugs and poisons and chemicals, all that nice fun stuff in the media and in pop culture and movies.
0: Stephen, Dissected this fiction. It's a podcast I do with my wife. Uh, you can find us there. We also spun off our gaming section to uh, something called Loading Games with DTF. So if you like gaming, there's that one. Otherwise, dissecting this fiction for movies and television. I would love. You can also find me on uh, Twitch playing video games. Classy cat dad, where I nitpick at the games I
3: play. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Steven, do you do you do you watch the Scream movies by any chance?
0: I do actually. I've been wanting to see the newest one, but I haven't been able to fit into my schedule yet.
3: Is one of your complaints all There's the a... is all the stabbing? Possibly. Uh,
0: you can not like something, but also enjoy it at the same time. It's hard to explain, but. The Just Indian be universe. be prepared for the. The thing. idea of being stabbed horrifies me. Yeah, but I, I can enjoy like slasher films.
3: There's yes. a difference. I for me, there's a huge difference between watching like. Like a serious, dramatic, like independent movie or something like that, where the stabbing feels real, or like a war movie where you're watching, like *Saving Private Ryan*, where you know the one, the 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 U.S. soldier is like fighting, you know, the guy with the with you know the Jewish shoulders fighting, the Jewish soldier is fighting like the Nazi and he's slowly stabbing him. There's a difference between watching like something like that than watching John Wick throw a fucking axe into somebody's skull. Like, it's just night and day difference to me. And so, I don't know. I just, I've never, yeah, I don't know. Ah, I just think you're a huge pussy, Steven. I'm kidding. Um, It it could be
0: that. But all I'm saying is if I have the option of being killed between get stabbed and shot in the face, double up those bullets.
3: Oh, you want, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get stabbed or shot. Oh, fuck. Anyway, who else? Who yeah, else I do I have to call on? Quentin, where can people find you? Quentin, do you like? Do you like? Do you like? You enjoy watching people get stabbed?
1: Oh, I love it.
3: Yeah. Love there it. we go. There's a fucking real yeah, man, Scream, baby. There's a fucking real man. Grab your Quentin. I want you to grab your dick and tell people where they can find you. <laughs> Hold on. I'm,
5: I'm right. kidding.
1: Um, so- He's got to find it. <laughs> uh, down by a socks, just like like that quinn's Uh, like oh shit i just stabbed my dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can uh you can find me on the real zodiac and like you said it's two e's on the real um i actually just finished the screen movies with billy and melissa on uh on my show along with uh working on thrillers that's what we're on right now and also we are watching all the Nicolas cage films so that's kind of what we're doing right now
3: oh nice. man it would have been crazy if he was like we just read all the nicholas sparks books
4: <laughs> every single
6: ride <laughs> <Probably> a lot
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're sponsored by kleenex
5: <laughs> i now need
3: some is
4: that everybody
3: track. did i call everybody there joe I except for I... you guys you're they're, li- they're listening to where you can fucking find us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you don't know where to find me and Joe,
6: you're a fucking
3: moron. He's
6: got you all upset. <laughs> don't get mad at me. If you're misdirecting. No, you know, what you said was fucking stupid, Billy. Oh, what? There we have you've had other things and other shows. And Why the like fuck? Offers. Oh, yeah. Why? The, okay, you can find
3: you can find me on this podcast that you're listening to currently. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> Um, i typically don't knife at him i'm, I'm over this <laughs> i still don't think you like the movie steven yeah,
4: like the movie. <laughs> you're right i loved it
3: i think you i think you succumbed to peer pressure
4: you put that disclaimer out at the beginning brian he got scared and he was like oh shit
3: i know yeah
4: he's he's quickly changing his notes no it's a tupperware all along. It, went, it it went from a tasted to a tupperware very quickly <laughs> he's like all oh, my talking points here are really negative maybe i can say them in a happy way i know i didn't hear one good
2: thing
0: <laughs> i have a good thing if you want to hear it i, really, I, I think kevin brought it up i really enjoyed the top down uh action scene yeah just going through rooms mowing down guys i also couldn't figure out if it was cgi or real and that's how fucking badass it was
3: oh wow we only had to wait an hour and 25 minutes for that but (laughs) 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 all right guys we will be back in two weeks because we're taking next week off we're going to c2e2 But we'll be back in two weeks, so we'll see you then. See ya. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop
1: Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say
2: that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a walk brad. But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good to toss it, gonna to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, hate it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware Party, subculture, spill over, like a vulture carry over, culture pushovers, pop culture and leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say say's already been said. Leftovers yeah. pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this mm-hmm. Pop culture leftovers that original and good have already been done before so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap even though we're the shit we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, tell culture push over. Pop culture, and left over. And with the uncool kids, what's to say already been said. Leftover, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, left over. It, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Counterculture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said? Leftovers. Leftovers. pretty sure. That the only talent is the band that's singing this. pop culture leftovers.